Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Catch-Up. It's a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie, you you changed it up. You just threw in an extra line out of nowhere. I felt I wanted to I wanted Thanks to for joining us today. I feel like we have a lot of new listeners today. Okay, Mr. Rogers. And I wanted to welcome them in. I appreciate that. Hey, whatever happened to our TikToks? They didn't do that that well. Really? <laughs> I would have bet my life they were going to go. Coming to you from a very snowy Parkview Studios, we got a blizzard. We're in the Northeast. Blizzard hit. How'd you feel about your blizzard weekend? Uh, me and Amanda were in bed last night. I'm like getting ready for soon. We both were just like, that felt like the longest weekend ever. <laughs> Because you're just snowed in. I don't know. Like it, the weekend just felt like it almost felt like a mini vacation. I think that's why today, this morning for work, I just was so unprepared. <laughs> I had nothing that I needed. And I was like, huh. I'm still in vacation. Yeah, buddy. it was weird. It was you just like a little a mini vacation. vacation. Um, but instead, it just spends it shoveling. It was a lot of snow. It was the most snow I've seen in probably, probably like eight years. You were in Florida, and then before that, didn't see we much didn't snow, I guess. We didn't um, You were in Florida for a few years. I was in Florida for three years. When I came back last year, we got a few snows, but nothing big. And then before I left, I don't remember there being, like, a big blizzard. I remember a couple bigger snowstorms, but nothing like that. That was a true blizzard. That shit started snowing Friday at, it was, like, around 6 o'clock when it first started. And it didn't stop until the next day around 3 o'clock. Yeah. That's a lot of snow. It was snowing pretty heavy. It was snowing heavy for most of that. We were talking about this while we were shoveling. Um, we always make a big deal when there's these cataclysmic or unseasonable or crazy weather events that happen every year. And we always say, like, oh, this is climate change or this is a sign that the globe is getting warmer. But, like, when... A gigantic blizzard hits in the middle of January, and it's completely like this is normal. normal. You don't make it. You're not like this is climate change. You're just like this. this is yeah, because you would think if you would think if ooh, you would think if <laughs> something that wasn't normal happens, and that means things are changing. Well, then that must mean that the normal stuff isn't going to happen, right? But they're still happening. But at least the normal stuff happens you just don't, you way just don't more. Notice it. Yeah, way more. It, it's way more normal than it is not normal. Yeah, it's still so, very cold all winter. Therefore, <laughs> give me my fucking plastic straws back, you goddamn twats. The problem is, I don't, I've never even heard anyone make the case that the plastic straws were to keep the globe from being warm. The plastic straws for are just turtles. for the turtles. And I... It's my argument that one from the video. beginning. My argument from the beginning of this plastic... There's a law. Like, there's a law in the state of New Jersey that tells restaurants they can't give you plastic straws. That's crazy. We shouldn't have the government... Like, we're talking about... The leftist loves to argue that the that there's this myth of big government. That the right wing has a boogeyman of big government. While they're passing laws... About, about straws. Plastic goddamn straws. You are way overestimating how much the average person cares about turtles. We've had species go extinct. I care. No, to be fair, though, 
I care more about turtles <laughs> than, like, other people's grandmas. Okay, yes. Because, like, the whole thing about COVID was, like, you have to care about other people's grandmas. But are you no, willing to give up plastic straws for turtles or other people's grandmothers? If you told me, like, if you use this plastic straw, it'll 100% kill someone's grandma, I'd still use it. <laughs> if you were, like... Well, no, what if, if they... they if, they could show me a picture of the said grandma of someone I didn't know. I'd be like, eh. Yeah, but I need a straw. <laughs> but if you showed me, like, the picture of, like, a cute turtle, and was like, this, this turtle's going to die. I'd be like, I'll take the paper straw. Like, someone's going to stomp on so, this turtle. Yeah, I kind of do. I now care the paper more. Straws, the paper I'm going to buy a metal straw. The paper straws are worse than at least two dead turtles. Yeah, but. Like, McDonald's is one of, I think we can all agree, one of the most. Highly efficient corporations to ever exist in human history. It is a behemoth of an organization. It is a massive, massive corporation that has solved many, 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 many issues that has come its way and conquered it only to become even larger and better. How their paper straw <coughs> is the worst, the single worst solution to the paper straw issue that I've seen any company. A mo- be it a mom and pop shop or like large like Starbucks gives you a biodegradable straw that is pretty much plastic yeah that's what I don't understand like I don't like, understand why, why is that's Donald not giving me like a straw made out of Christmas wrapping paper that pa- dissolves in 15 minutes paper straws to me is such a crazy <laughs> idea it's so crazy it's a, it's almost <laughs> as like here's a paper surfboard it's like well that's <laughs> that's not gonna work you know yeah. water and paper don't really yeah, but then they're going to throw at you, well, what about paper cups? Yeah, also terrible, and they're <laughs> dipped in that wax? Ugh. Those are terrible. Plastic is fucking awesome. I get it. It's terrible for the environment. Hey, you ever God, burnt plastic? That smell isn't good. You ever, like, microwave your food in plastic? You're going to die of cancer. <laughs> but you know what? But it's, it's a like, great... It's amazing. It's great. Same thing with fossil fuels. Like, everyone, everyone gets on fossil fuels. You know what one of my most controversial social media posts I ever posted was, by it's the about, way? It was about fossil fuels? It was about fossil fuels. It was... I, I, this is a rough... I don't remember it exactly, but it was essentially Democrats telling me I need to stop driving my pickup truck. Yes. My pickup truck um, because of fossil fuels and me not even agreeing that fossil fuels are a real thing because of the debate about not even the debate. But, like, Jerome Corsi, who used to be prominent, used to argue that... Not even he, but he was a conspiracy theorist that prominent that put prominent the idea that the Rockefellers coined the term fossil fuels. And that oil is actually an abundant... It's the second most abundant liquid on Earth. Well, they did it with water. diamonds. I'm yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's the same, it was essentially the same time that yeah. oil... Yeah, it's about the same. This week, I also picked up the new Pokemon game. That's how you're going to get back into it? That's going to sound ridiculous. No, well. You're going to go from one conversation and you're just going to all of a sudden be like... The conversation was over. Yeah, but okay. Um, Well, now it's going to sound even weirder. All right. What game did you get, Sal? (laughs) (laughs) I just said I got the new Pokemon game. I'm trying to have a conversation with you and you're making it awkward. I'm not making it awkward. I thought you were going to like... Listen, it doesn't matter now, because now it's just weird that we're talking about it. Anyway, I watched you play the Pokemon game for a little bit. <laughs> well, we didn't finish that I'm conversation. I'm intrigued by it. 
It's pretty cool. It's weird, man. Seems boring. No, actually, it's not. It's kind of like what they they I, they kind of. I'm only played it's, for a few hours. It's Pokemon Go. It's definitely my initial reaction, and it definitely isn't like as fully fleshed as this game should be for what it finally is. Like people have been waiting for this kind of Pokemon game. For a long time. Like an open world. And the fact that it's a prequel. No storyline. The fact that it's a prequel, it takes place like way in the beginning of the Pokemon lore and there's not really a focus on the battles at all and you're not like going to gyms, you're just like a researcher. I get what... And it's empty. The world itself is empty. For the most part. There's not like... It doesn't feel like Grand Theft Auto or anything like... Everything here has a purpose. A lot of it is just like, there's a lot of space. But that space is necessary because you got, need a diverse... You need a you bunch need to of fit all the Pokemon. The Pokemon yeah. You need to fit all the Pokemon. But what I think this game is like so far in my playthrough is kind of like what made the original Pokemon Snap so special. Which is, there wasn't much in the way of like a hard objective or like regimented goals that you had to get it was just like challenging yourself to beat yourself like you're just scoring how well you're catching pokemon and catching pokemon feels better than ever and throwing out pokemon to battle and actually battling pokemon feels better than ever and it gives me hope that when the next pokemon game comes out they're gonna take this game and build a real Pokemon game on this game's bones. Well, you and that'd can, be really You cool. can just start to, like... Like, the net... Am I... I if they're saying this is a, a prequel, like, the next game should just, like, kind of take this game. They should make just Red build and build a world that's like, hey, people are starting... People... For a few years now, people started this idea of, like, you can train Pokemon. You could battle them. And then, like, that's where the ideas of these gyms come in. And then you can have... A real game. Well, in this part, in this part of the world, the battling is a concept that's ha definitely happening. I don't know if we have like gyms in the same way, but you definitely Probably don't have trainers. You definitely have trainers, but like it's like a new thing. The Pokeball's only been out for a little bit, so trainers are like a kind of new idea. I think they literally just made Pokemon Go in a way. Like it's Pokemon Go in an actual game form. It's not. It's not really, though, because there's no narrative element of Pokemon Go or anything. Is there a narrative element to this game? Yeah. So like, there's a story going on. What's the story? Right now, God handpicked me to go back in time. God? Yes. God. The Pokemon God. Like, in lore of Pokemon, apparently, Arceus, or Arceus, or whatever his name is, is... The god. god of Pokemon. He's the guy. He's the Pokemon who created Pokemon, but also humans. Got it. Okay. He's a Pokemon. And humans are Pokemon. Can you catch Arceus? I think so. If you catch all the other Pokemon, I think you can catch Arceus. So what like does Arceus some, look like? Some god. Do we know what he looks like? Yeah, he's like a white horse thing. Is he cool looking? Nah, it's kind of a lame look. For, of, all the, of all the Pokemon to be god, like, it's not the coolest. Should have made Charizard god. <laughs> Now you're gonna look him up. Who? What does Arceus look like? Um, 
So he handpicks some random 15-year-old kid and sends him back in time to join Team Galaxy while they research Pokemon. Like, <laughs> try to understand all the things there possibly is to understand about Pokemon. No, he's kind of cool, dude. He's pretty <laughs> sick looking. I mean, of all the Pokemon, though, like, that's God. It's not bad. I think that's fine. What about Eternus? He doesn't have a face, though. Why doesn't he have a face? It's so funny because it's still... What I like about Pokemon is probably a lot of the thing, A lot of the reasons why people don't like this game. Game Freak and, like, Nintendo and this studio that's making this game aren't big game developers. Like, Game Freak is Pokemon. Yes. So, like, that's a big difference than when Bethesda... Like, if Bethesda bought Pokemon and, and made, a Pokemon made a Pokemon game, game that's like, different. They'd be like, whoa! So Game Freak having to move from, like, Game Boy games to what they've become even before this game came out, like all the remakes of the old Pokemon mm -hmm. Game Boy games, that's not easy for this company to, like, do in the same way that, like, Blizzard can make a video game. It's encouraging to see this game, but what this game reminds me of is, like, Dynasty Warriors 9. Where, like, in reality, is it a great game? I don't know. No, but for a Dynasty, <laughs> well, okay, Warriors, Dynasty Warriors game... 9, no, Dynasty Warriors 9 is even bad for a Dynasty Warriors game. But, like, Koei was trying to do something that they'd never done before. And a lot of the things they were trying to do are actually pretty good. So, but like, as a credit, whole, but, like, <laughs> it's just, like, not it. But, like, as a fan of the game, I can go out there and be like, I can appreciate this because I'm experiencing Dynasty Warriors in a way I haven't before. This game is like that, where I'm experiencing Pokemon in a way... You've never done. I really haven't before. And I think this game is obviously a much better game than Pokemon, than Dynasty Warriors 9. It's just also... It's rough. There's some, there's some things in it. It's boring at times. It's a little slow. Which makes sense to me, though. The dialogue is comically bad, just like... But that's every Pokemon The way it game. holds your hand through the tutorial is like going to the dentist's office. It's like, can you just stop? Like, I but, would rather mess everything up and miss everything than have to sit through this tutorial. Yeah. Like, for I an mean, hour and a half, it's just like, come here and let me explain everything think, to you. I like, you have to take into account that, like, even though Pokemon's... It's a baby game. It's a baby game. Yeah. Like, it's not for... Adults. 30-year-olds. It is, though. They know it is. And this they, game but they is know, more they than know it, is, it normally is. But, like, when they make a game... But they also want 3-year-olds to be able to play it's it. It's for, like, <laughs> the give your, give your toddler a Game Boy and say, Hey, play with this but while that's not Mommy an and Daddy are... There's no reason why there can't be difficulty settings. Pokemon's never had difficulty. <laughs> I know, but there's it's no reason one why game. it doesn't. Just one game. But it's not. But like, that's no why reason, Pokemon. Listen, every trainer doesn't have to have one level ten. I'm back. not a gamer. Yeah. In any means. Yeah. Uh, there are five games I like. I like playing an online multiplayer shooter, whether it's like a Halo or a Call of Duty. Then I like sports games, specifically Madden, Madden and MLB The Show. I hate both those games actually. That's about it. So Do you like racing games? No. Ooh. The reason why I like those games though is because like I don't need difficulty settings. I can just play it how I want to play it. And that's why I like Pokemon too, because Pokemon has never been a game 
That's been hard for me. And I don't want games to be hard. Some people do. Some people really want to challenge themselves when they play games. I'm not one of those people. When I play a game, I just kind of want to mindlessly breeze through it and dominate it. So, I don't know. I, I but here's see... why you're wrong. Especially whoa, Pokemon. Whoa, whoa. Not wrong. It's my opinion. Can't be wrong about Here's why your opinion is bullshit. Don't you want competition? No, I do. I have competition in my real life. When you're battling Pokemon in Pokemon any game, like literally almost any Pokemon game, and you're, you've just defeated your 90th trainer, and they, they have two Pokemon, and you're 40 levels over them, that's not fun. It is to it's me. It's tedious. It's fun to me. And like, then when you get to the final four, I, and you bro- blow through them, and you get to the final one, and for some reason that one's like... When I was playing Super Mario Bros. Yeah. 3, I want to say it was, and you got to play the level where the sun chases you, and I couldn't beat that for the life of me, and I tried over and over and over and over again. That wasn't fun. It resulted in me snapping my Game Boy in half and then never playing it again. So, hmm. like, that's how... But that's me. Like, that's how I am with games. Because in real life, when I'm playing golf, that's a fucking challenge. I don't need more challenge when I'm not playing golf, you know? I agree. Being alive is a challenge. When I'm playing video games, I just want to... Are you raising your hand? You want to say something? No, hot air rises, so my hand's oh, much so you... warmer up there than it is when it's hanging better. Like, it's so cold down If here. you made the ceiling shorter, would it be warmer? Yeah. What if you made the room longer? What if we had the exact same size room, like same space, but you made the ceiling shorter and everything got like wider? It'd probably be warmer. In the, how could that be? How you would that feel be? warmer. There is no way because your head would be closer to the heat. That doesn't make any sense. Hot air rises. Put your hand up here. Oh. It's warmer up there. <laughs> My face is significantly warmer up here. I'm going to do the rest of the podcast standing on this chair. That's amazing. Oh. It's toasty up here. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know this basic No, fact. I knew it, but like, it's one of those things, I, and I say it all the time. I never experimented yeah, I've never, with the concept. I've never really been like... <laughs> cold. <laughs> You can see it, dude. This is crazy. <laughs> you can see there's a line in your... I am not fucking with you. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this podcast. Is it, what, what is this? Podcast listeners. Sal, stand up. This is crazy. Alright. Tell me you can't see it. At least come where I am. I, there's like an actual line of... I don't know if it's like the way the sun is coming through the window. Do you see it? Oh, it's just like a haze. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I think it's the smoke from my from my pipe. It could be. Wow, that's nuts. Well, there you go. You're welcome. My, but the, to end the uh, Pokemon talk, I do think that there's like a lot of potential in this game. It, it's fun. It's good. Relaxing fun. I won't play it. I won't buy it. But... I probably will get the next one. I want a real Pokemon game. Like, this is a real Pokemon. Game. No, no, but I think I know what you're saying. Is like, take everything 
that is the original Pokemon games. Yeah. Now take this and morph it into like a make game. a real game. Yeah. Not that Pokemon game. games aren't real games, but yeah. like But make a big person like Like a big person open world, open world Pokemon. You can put the settings Pokemon up Pokemon everywhere and you're gonna create a character and go out in the world and make it a little dark maybe. It'd be fun. I don't know if they can, but this game shows me that they can at least the the capability is there. Um, so I have another pop culture thing to talk to you about, and it actually is a throwback to like our, our earliest episode because we talked about it on my our earliest. Mento olives. Nope. We talked about Doctor Who. And we, we we talked about how we're not really Doctor Who fans anymore. But since that episode, and since we there was a point in time where I must have owned four different Doctor Who shirts, a couple Doctor Who hats. Love Doctor. I was a Whovie, man. Our show lasted longer than Jodie Whittaker's run as. She was <laughs> fucking trash. Get this broad off my screen. She's off. She's gone. But have you heard the rumors about what's happening in the meantime? We're going to use a black woman as a doctor. Well, no. Uh, oh, my God. Matt Smith is coming back. Oh, my God. You're on the right track. I No, I, I remember hearing something about... Wait. I don't pay attention to Doctor Who news, but wait. It has something to do with Matt Smith. No. Dave, uh, David Tennant? Yes. David Tennant's coming back? It's a rumor. As the doctor? As the next doctor. Hello, Z! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll take David Tennant. My You'd guy. watch, right? It's so weird how much... Doctor Who is such an interesting show that they ruined, but besides that... <laughs> like, I I was obviously well, a Chris late Chibnall's comer. Chris out. Good, he should be. And coming back is the showrunner from when David Tennant was on the show. He's JT Davis, JT uh, JT Davies, RT Davies, RT Davies, Russell T Davies. Yeah, he is taking the show back? back over with full creative control. What about control. Moffat? I know Moffat at the end was getting a little. Not Moffat. I like Moffat though. I think he writes but Davies good stories. Is the one who, but Davies really was the one when the show was the best. It was. I agree. Season nine and ten. It's but okay. Wait, like obviously I wasn't around. Doctor Who's an old show. It had fifty seasons before I ever knew about it. But like that's not the point. It's such an interesting idea of, like, we're going to always change out our main character. Yeah. And it creates this weird thing where, like, I I fell in love with David Tennant. He was great. I couldn't like him more. I w- was enthralled by him. I loved watching him. And when he left, I was like, who is this fucking guy here? And by the end of Matt Smith's time... David Tennant is now my second favorite doctor. Like, Matt Smith is, to me, I like him better. I think he's a better doctor. So I would prefer Matt Smith to come back. But if David Tennant comes back, I will be watching Doctor Who. I'll tell you that right now. I will be watching Doctor Who. But I might watch it again just because I might now try and get through the Jodie Whittaker series, like, on repeat to catch up. You know what really ruined it for me? Like, I'm not going to, like... I didn't like Capaldi. I think Capaldi... Capaldi was a good doctor. He got... It was just the Clara show. Yeah, it, it was written for Clara, which <laughs> is so weird. Like, like, they ruined... But that's what I'm saying. Like, they ruined Capaldi. It wasn't yeah. necessarily him. He, like, was kneecapped. 
But he, he was, was like, hey, we're going to make you for some I reason. Actually, like, yeah. They made Peter Capaldi not know things. <laughs> which is weird. Like, like the Doctor knows everything. And the Doctor is this incredible force. And then they made, like, Clara have to teach the Doctor stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Yeah, a lot of that was rough. But, man, Clara's hot, though, so I get it. I get what they felt. They were like, let's just put this girl in, in every episode as, like, the main character now. So Capaldi suffered because of that. And then you, when they made it Jodie Whittaker, it just fell off. Like, how much do you think, though, like... It, that just goes to show that the companion has such a large impact on the way we view the Doctor. Like, I think that's probably the reason why Matt Smith I'm so in love with. One, he's a really good Doctor, but he's got the best companions... Amy I think the show is ever. Amy and Rory are incredible, in our, because once Clara comes in at the end of Matt Smith, Matt Smith loses interest to me. Like, yeah, he's not as good. That last season with Matt Smith and Clara is great. And then the Capaldi, they were trying to salvage Clara by getting Peter Capaldi and making it like a, like a grand. This is my grandpa. But it just became. It was not good. No, it wasn't. It good. was bad. And then, but like, Capaldi was good. I'm telling you, as a doctor, like, just if you're just ranking Capaldi on his own merit, I think Capaldi's a good doctor. But come on, what would you rate him in in the in since the rebirth of Doctor Who from Chris Eccleston? He's second to last. I think he's last. No, Jodie Whittaker is last. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. She counts. I didn't even count her, but she She counts. counts. She counts. But the reason she's last. There's so many reasons why she's bad, but the worst reason. Is the is what they did at the end of the Doctor Who series, which I wasn't even watching the show at the time. But when you, they retconned all of Doctor Who under her, like showmanship, I'm gonna do. Her, I don't know what it is. Her reign as Doctor Who. I did a one. I I bought HBO Max like a year ago, and as soon as I got it, Doctor Who's on it, and so I started rewatching Doctor Who, and I started with uh, Matt Smith. I didn't want to go all the way back, so I started with Matt Smith, and then I got through his first two seasons, and then I just stopped. Like, I didn't... So, I, I kind of want to go back and do redo David Tennant. Then I think I'm going to skip Matt Smith, because I, like, just watched it. And I'm going to attempt to do Capaldi on. Like, I'll try to get through Jodie Whittaker, too. But, like, I've watched enough of, like, videos of people bashing Doctor <laughs> Who to know that, like, it's they're fans of the show who are bashing it. Yeah. It's not like there are people who don't like Doctor Who's like this show sucks. It's like people who want to like it. Doctor Who's always kind of been bad. Yeah. That's kind of the point. It's not a great show. It's not a good show. But it's a good show. Sometimes there are episodes where you're like, holy shit, that's that's some of the best TV you'll ever see. Yeah. That's not every week. It's not even close to every week. <laughs> it's like once every couple of seasons. And it's but the ride is fun. And you want to watch Doctor Who, but you can't when it's not fun. Wasn't it me and you watching that? There's, like, the channel on YouTube. It's, like, the two guys, and they would watch a season. They would rank all the episodes in the season and talk about each episode. Yeah. And, like, most episodes are bad. And then, like, you have a couple really good ones. And then at the end of that season, you go, that was a really good season of Doctor (laughs) Who. (laughs) Yeah. Who had the, uh... Who had the, the episode... With the mummy on the train. That was Capaldi, right? Yeah, that's a good episode. Wait, that episode's incredible. It's a good episode. It, like, that's a good Capaldi doctor. Capaldi has the episode where he used to punch through that wall and it was sick. That was a good episode. Yeah. But he also has... So many just not... Weird like, sunglasses. You'll never remember these episodes. That you're like... So yeah. 
There was that one episode. That's why like, it's hard to get through the end of Matt Smith too. There's just so many. The seasons like Doctor Who was so popular. They they added a bunch of episodes, and there's just so many just filler bad yeah. episodes. Like there's that there's that episode under Capaldi where like I remember watching it. And just instantly, like, every commercial would be like, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, there's just, a, it's like Earth, but it's, like, really empty and vast. There's a spaceship. There's someone on the loose on this planet, and they just search for them. And boy, is it not thrilling to watch it all. But I think it's interesting that I would also watch if David Tennant came back. I'd probably watch again, depending on who the doctor is, I'll probably... I watched the first few episodes of Jodie Whittaker. I want to give it a chance. So, like, if there's a new season of Doctor Who, the new doctor, I'm going to give it a chance. But I'm going to be in and out, in or out very quickly. But because Russell T. Davies is coming back, and they gave him full creative control because they know that the show has been destroyed. And it's... it's got, <laughs> they've got to be, like, hemorrhaging viewers. BBC right? has no option. They can't really cancel it because... It's, it's their only show. It's their only show. So... Besides all their panel shows, which, by the way... You love their panel shows. God, their panel shows are so good. <laughs> but that's not it. You just love Jimmy Carr. No, because I like... Well, the, Jimmy Carr is also the host of the other show. Um, no, but I've watched episodes of um, Countdown with the other host. It's not as good. It's a much more boring show. It's not really... A, that's just a game show at that point. It's not really a panel show. But the show's so good. But, like, Q is really good. That's the show with... Um, What's this, Stephen Fry? Mm-hmm. That show's really good. Who's the guy that died that I liked? Who's on, um... Oh! I, uh... Oh, my God. He's on... 8 out of 10 8 cats. out of 10 cats. He died recently. Yeah. Oh, my God. James? <laughs> Oh, it's on the tip of your tongue. It's just not there. Uh, but those shows are hilarious. Those British yeah. shows. Are I love British humor, though. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't like when it gets too British. Like, the British office gets very British. And it's like, I... I'm out. Mm-mm. I like when you just get a little British. Do you like any of the Monty Python stuff? Yeah, actually, I do. I, I like Monty Python a lot. <sighs> so Isn't we'll it funny see. that like there's just different sense of humor? Well, it's mm. a different country. It's weird. You think that like Germany has a different sense of humor? I feel like they don't have sense. <laughs> of humor. Have you ever watched French film? Sean Locke. Sean Locke. Yeah, he died. Rest in peace. What did he die of? Died in August. It was 2020, I thought. 2021. Wow. Was it COVID stuff? He was only 58. Cancer. Damn. Yeah, Sean Locke is hilarious. Go watch about... Go watch those old clips of him on eight on eight out of ten cats. Oh my god, he's so fucking. And funny. not just eight out of ten cats. What's the other one? Eight out of ten cats does countdown. It does There's... countdown, and then eight out of ten cats. Yeah, I like eight out of ten cats better, but you like. I countdown like does better. countdown because I think it's still, 
you don't get the pop culture stuff, but I like in the news stuff. I like but, when they're guessing the the pop culture stories. Like, I like. I think that's funny when they're trying to figure out what the what the news story yeah. is, and they're just bantering. It's hilarious. Um, He's also on QI too. I called it Q before, but it's QI. It's QI. But that show is good. Also, remember that what's that docu series Stephen Fry does America? Oh my god, what a good show that is! I I rewatch that every year. Every year annually, it's on YouTube. Every episode is on YouTube. So I, I, maybe once a year, maybe every year and a half. Like I'll just kind of like old now. Yeah, it's like dated, dude. I'm telling you that episode. You can't though, do a lot of those episodes now. That episode where he's like in the Northeast and he's in New York and he's on the on the river and he just pulls the canoe up to the back of. Um, probably like Rockefeller's house. Yeah. Oh, that house. It's amazing. Incredible. All right. We well, talked about caught British on, stuff. We caught up on this stuff. The only thing we didn't really talk about is the like the oh. night during the blizzard. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the most fun I've had in a snowstorm, in a snowstorm ever. We were talking about how when we were actually kids... We wouldn't have been able to actually play in the snow like that. Yeah, we played in the snow. We went out <laughs> into the blizzard and just walked around this large neighborhood and found some playgrounds. We played in the playground and while it was wanna, snowing. You can watch our documented playground blizzard fun. It's on TikTok. I will say, playground equipment and snow is both a great combination... And terrible combination. It's dangerous. It's very slippery. That, when I stood on top of the slide and was like, this slide seems even more dangerous than the... Yeah, when you start falling on the dangerous part, you're like, this slide seems even more dangerous. <laughs> I, hit my, I hit my back of my head and shot down the slide like it was greased up. They're fast. when they When they are just... Covered in snow, <laughs> man, those things are lightning. I wish they were bigger. Yeah, like if we were at a, like a water park and you were on one of those sides, you'd be dead. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you'd fly off the side of of one. For I almost sure. fell off the side of the of the spinny one. The I mean, I took the little like zigzag one. Which, by the way, what kind of slide design is that? Yeah. I understand the spiral. The the, the zigzag, zigzag is crazy. <laughs> You're just going straight at. Pretty high rate of speed, and then you just hit a wall, and then hit that wall, wall, and then hit this wall. Stupid. Well, they're also expecting you to be like a small person. No, but even the child can't. That can't be fun. <laughs> um, just something about walking around in the snow like that was just. It's fun. Liberating. And as it as it started coming down, it was. Like waiting for wolves to come out, turn our neighborhood. Yeah, you, into... you were talking about Liam Neeson in the gray. That's what it felt like. Felt like we were gonna get picked off. I'm done. I gotta right. go make chicken. I mean, I think we covered all the bases. We hope that all of you listeners out there are fine. Hope you're not dead. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Is there anyone we need to apologize to before we start? I don't think so. All the big podcasters are apologizing these days. Oh. <laughs> um. It's the only way to sure up your audience to let people know you were wrong. I would like to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Fuck you. Hey, we try not to swear on this podcast. Is that one of the greatest lines ever spoken? Conor McGregor's got a bunch of gems. That's a good one. I don't even follow UFC, but like... Like the build-up to just him saying like... I can see my breath in here. I know, it's very cold. There's no reason why we need to record in this garage. There's well, unless you're going to record. The shed doesn't have a heater. Downstairs. About all the, pe- the foot traffic and stuff. No one's walking down there. Everyone's home right now. You have a baby home. That's it. This is the studio. We spent the first 50 episodes of this podcast bouncing from studio to studio... We put all the time and energy in turning this space into our studio. And we're not going to use it? The studio's cold. For now. This is the summer studio. We put the heat on. I think this is the summer studio. The heater's coming. Give it five minutes, we're going to be sweating. But I can see my breath. Because it's cold in here. I'm wearing winter gloves. The, the thing that pisses me off about Joe Rogan apologizing isn't, like, he, his statement was actually pretty good, like, for a mealy mouth corporate, don't fire my podcast statement or whatever. But the idea that he doesn't bring on both sides of the argument already is stupid. stupid. So what it tells me as someone who, like, only likes it when he's, like, the, the side that doesn't get covered is the only thing that's interesting to me. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't care. I used to listen... Like, way back before he was, like, 11 million listeners, when he was having on, like, Grand Hancock, yeah, those ones Carlson, cool. yeah. when his podcast was way out there, I used to like that shit. Well, that's, I think, everything that is Joe Rogan. Like, I don't think out of the 11 million, or whatever the number is, like, I don't think there are that many diehard fans of the show, But there you know? are, though. You're wrong. I don't think Because that is. 11 million number is the weekly listener count. I can't imagine. Like, I like so the show. So there's a lot of people that are listening I... every episode. Just like listening no to the Joe Rogan podcast. There are people like that. A that's, lot. That's a crazy. lot. That, Millions of those people. That's crazy to me. Because, like, I I've only watch it when there's someone on I th- am interested to hear. Whether it's a comedian or someone like that who's got, like, a Graham Hancock who's like, really smart in this area that I know nothing about and I'm interested in these topics. Or like a Dr. Robert Malone or a Peter McCullough who are going to go against the COVID narrative. So it's weird to me that people... Or when Alex Jones shows up. But, yeah. But, like, the thing is, is all the people complaining about him don't listen to him. So, like, you're not allowed to complain. But he just had that kid from Australia, that journalist on from Australia who sounded like a moron. Yeah, had him on. They were arguing back with Spez. Spence. Spence. Yeah, something. Spitz. They were going back and forth the whole time. He has them on. He had Barry Weiss on. He's had Tulsi Gabbard. He's only had Bernie Sanders. He never had Trump on. Like, the idea that Joe Rogan is like the voice of alt-right conspiracy theorists. He had Andrew Yang on. We are the voice of alt-right conspiracy theorists. And we're not even alt-right. We're the new Joe Rogan. Listen. The brothers catch up. Is Joe Rogan. Just without the listeners. And the guests. 
and someone who's fact checking <laughs> us the whole time. Yeah, brother than that. Um. Also, it's a shame that you can't say that you're on the alt right. But which, by the way, I'm not a right wing person. I've never been a right wing person any of my life. But I'm just saying, it's a shame that you can't self self the alt right is the only political group that you can't self identify as. It's like it was designed and created as a term by people to explain the group of people that they hate the most. And it includes, like, violent racists and uh, sexists. Like, people who still gay bash. Like, that's who the alt-right is. And I don't know how many of those people actually exist. <laughs> I don't even think it's, like... I don't know. We do this weird thing in this country where it's we just get obsessed with the fringe. Get obsessed with labels, too. We call We're so label things. obsessed. We just want to cater to like the weird outskirts of everything. But I was telling or cat or uh, ostracize the weird outskirts of everything. Well, let's just focus on the middle. The most people really don't give a fuck, and if they do, they don't care that much, and they just want to raise their children and have jobs and make good money, and not everything be an absolute shit show. Ninety percent of this country agrees, probably on like seventy-five percent of issues, and it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid because we're so divided. And you you never think. <laughs> But we all pretty much agree on most things. Like, if you asked a hundred people in this country, like, hey, do you want to see racists punished? Like, a hundred percent of people would say yeah. No, I don't. That's such a bad example. I disagree. I don't think you should punish racists. Right. What's a better example? Like, do you not like racists? Yeah, there you go. All right. I don't like racists, but I don't think they should be punished. They should just be like... They well, should, they should be, be made fun of. Like, if you see someone who's racist openly, you should be like, call that person a dickhead and maybe punch him in the face. But, like, no, hold on. You sh- they- racists should be punished if they're doing, like, racist shit. Yes. Like, if they're going around, like, drawing swastikas on things or, yes. like, punching black people. Like, the other day I saw a picture of Nazis in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> there was, like, six of them. Why are you letting them okay, stand wait, there? By the way, I saw that video. It was a lot more than six. It was pro- I, I had to put a number on. I say there's twenty. So, there's so, a solid twenty people. They're waving swastikas. Those that, people. Okay, hold on. Wait. That is my point. Whenever I say like, there's no actual racists in this country. That's what I'm saying. There's okay. twenty. Of- That's a real organic racist protest, and that happens. Like if you go to the south, you'll see like the KKK still gathers or whatever. But whenever it does happen, it's not like when you see the Black Lives Matter protests. Or the, uh, you know, any of these, any of these other movements, like January sixth, they're trying to make that those are all racist Nazis. No, January sixth is normal people. Yes. When you the racist not when the Patriot Front people are so obviously not a real group because they're not doing what those Nazis who are really Nazis are doing. And like, which is trying to get people to agree with them. And no one's and gonna everyone agree with them. standing there. Everyone's and like, like, what the, what the fuck? Why are there Nazis? Can here? we get these people? But they're allowed to say that. Yes! That is what this country is founded on. But if they do anything other than say it, they should be punished. We have the right to take pictures of those people and blast them on social media and call them idiots. We can do that. I'm okay with that. It's great. But, like, we're not... This idea that, like, this whole country is racist and, like, that's the majority is fucking insane. It's so dumb. And, like, when you focus on the 1%, let the less than 1% that are causing 
no issues. Like, let's be honest. Are the, like are those twenty Nazis causing any issues in no, our society? Because they're not any friends. Like, they're no one hangs friends. out with those people. These people are weird. They're you weird. you probably have these people on your Facebook, and you're like, God, I fucking hate that yes. guy. Yeah, that, those are real Nazis. Are they doing anything to impact so maybe, society? No. So maybe when I argue with leftists and I say Nazis and white supremacists don't exist, I'm not. They, that's not a good argument. They exist. They exist. But Clearly, like, groups like that do. Like. The, but they don't exist in large numbers. They don't that exist impact anything. They don't exist in the sense of like they're not impacting change. No one wants to join the Nazi group. No one is seeing the Nazis going. You know, that's they have a good it. point. Yeah, that, no. That's that's what I've been missing. And by no one, it's like very, very, very few. Like almost no one. And but that's the thing though. That's where my little conspiracy brain starts going. Is like I think the whole goal of everything is to make more of them. Yes. I can't imagine. We're not trying to make more Nazis. Well, the government is. Like, the, the, the like, FBI is, like, going out there creating Nazi groups. When I was in school, which isn't that long ago, I never looked at myself or my friends and said, I'm white, we're white, and then looked at, like, the black kids in school and be like, you're black. That was not how we looked at things. We just looked at things as, like, we're just in this school. But now, like, I can imagine kids are like, we have to acknowledge that we're white. We have our white privilege. It's and you like, guys are all black. It's like, you don't... Do you, you need don't, your own black you space? You don't have to. You should just look at yourself as a human. What, what characteristics you like do you have? Black water what, fountains? What values do you bring to the table? What kind of person are you? Yeah. Because that's what matters. And we're going so fucking backwards in this stupid fucking country. Now, we need, we need black and brown own, uh, like, laundromats. I don't appreciate your sarcasm here. <laughs> like, it legitimately aggravates me. That, like, I... Racism, to me, is, like, my least favorite fucking topic. It's my least favorite thing. Because it's so aggravating, because, like... It's not that I don't believe it exists. I know it exists. But the more you talk about it, and cater to it... And, and, and try to it. And make try it the to, center of every oh, issue. It's so... Like, I don't even know a good, like, analogy. Like, when you just... I don't know. You know those, like, little toys you buy at the grocery store that are small? And they put them in water and they grow? Yes. You ever try to, like, That's watch racism. it? That's racism. You ever, like, try to watch it? Yeah. Okay. It's slow. It's a slow process when you watch it. But, like, that little ball exists. That little tiny thing exists. That's racism. The water is like, let's all stare at it now and watch it grow. It's like, no, we just ignore it because it's tiny and it's not like that big of a deal. And eventually it's just going to be gone. But no, in that analogy, eventually it gets much bigger. Well, because we're throwing it in the water. <laughs> so we're all trying to watch it. But my point is like, just don't watch it. Just don't look at it. But if you put it in the water... No, it's... don't put it in the water. <laughs> like, just leave it in its little container. And just be like, it's, a, it's, it's there. But those... But see, it's also a bad analogy because those are like toys that you want to play with. You don't want to play with racism? <laughs> I don't know. My, my point is just like... Can we just stop? Yes. That's all. Well, you're right. But, like, what about when the NFL writes end racism in the end zones? Well, that shit drives me crazy. <laughs> yesterday I was watching... You don't the, think it helps? Like, yesterday I was watching the X Games, 
and on the back of their like little bibs, it says "Shred Hate," and it's like, like why, why? That's not because me... you guys give a fuck about racism. Well, here's first the thing. of all, there's like one black snowboarder. I don't feel any hate until I see shit like that, and then I just get the seething anger. Well, my anger is just like, who is it for, right? Well, it's not like, for. It's not who's who's watching that. It doesn't really seem like it's for black people. No, of course not. They don't give, like. I don't think they care. But even if they, I, even if like I, I would ask that I'll like go up to a random black person at some point and just be like, "Do you know when the NFL like? How does that make you feel?" When that shit happens, though, it seems to me that it's more about them. Like the NFL doesn't put end racism on the end zone for anyone other than the themselves, NFL, right? Correct. Because they that's, want the NFL to seem like it it's cares the exact about same racism. thing when Coca Cola and all the other companies turn their banners to rainbows during the month of June. It's not because they actually care. It's because we're a product, and this is what products are supposed to do now. We're supposed to say end racism. But like, here's the other thing too. I, I'll relate this to golf. Because our brains are wired, very everyone's brain kind of works the same way, in the sense that, all right, if you're playing golf and you're hitting the tee shot, and there's water all down the right side, yeah. If someone tells you, don't hit it right, you're gonna tense up. You're probably gonna hit a bad shot, and you know where that shot's gonna go? The water. It's gonna go right. So how does, like, on tour, like a professional caddy, when they're trying to tell their player that the trouble is on the right side, what do they say? Do they say, don't hit it right? No, they go, hey, the miss is left. Because that's a positive. Your brain responds better to positives. When it hears negatives, your brain crunches up. We do this with, with everything. End racism. Stop racism. Well, no, what about, like, spread I don't see anyone being, like, spread love. Well, they try again. Hey, start... Love Trump's hate is their other thing, right? No, but that was just... They specifically made that one just because of Trump. Like, they were just like, Trump is bad. Love Trump's hate. I think that's... A, but like, but that's my point, though. Is like... None of these messages are, are, like, positively designed. They're all negatively designed to stop something that, like... But I don't think they're negatively designed. I think they're just, like... I think they're just a bunch of mostly... Like millennial undergrads who sit around in a room who are probably like most of them are like interns, and they're like, We need a slogan that's gonna appeal to as many people as possible and spread a race related message. See, like, I can see that, but I also can see like that it's not the young kids, it's just these old fuckers that are just like, Man, this will shut them up. End racism. Now, I'm beginning to think. I'm beginning to think that, especially when it comes to, like, the censorship shit on social media, but a lot of these culture war issues, it's the millennials, man. It's the millennials and the Gen Z kids that are being hired It's not by the Gen cor- Z. The Gen Z is too young hired, still. They're being hired out of college by these corporations. They're going right into marketing positions, in middle management positions, and they're making these decisions, and the corporations are washing their hands in the decision. Whatever generation are the kids that are ages, like, 19 right now to, like, and younger, maybe, like, 13. That generation, to me, like, that's all my hope is is in their basket. I got a good feeling about those guys. Just based on, like, what I see. 
Hopefully. Just in real life, how they carry themselves, how they act, I'm like, they kind of have the right idea. I hope so. We'll see what happens. But I guess we got like five more years to get through it. By the way, I know I've been doing this for like almost a year now, probably. But like, the fourth turning, I got like ten pages left. You don't have ten pages left. <laughs> I swear to God. How many pages actually? Uh, Probably 40. That's not bad. No, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, but you're not going to finish it because you're going to play the new Pokemon game. <laughs> I haven't read it all. But you I've spent gotten... a month straight playing I've Civ. gotten even further in to the point, like now I've read like a lot of the fourth turning predictions that they made and stuff, which is really what everyone talks about when they talk about this book. And I really have to say, they weren't all that right. But I don't think that they're, that doesn't make them wrong. Like their predictions... We're our turning this moment to me seems to be more like what they described the Civil War turning to be to be, which was an anomaly. The Civil War turning happened very quickly and too soon. I think we're late. We're and late. We're long. I think we're late and long too. I agree with that. And that's not good because the Civil War, because the Civil War turning was so different from the other turnings, it was very bloody and horrific. Well, that's Maybe why ours. I don't think it's boring and no it's not. It's not. Die. Nothing's gonna happen. I hope so. And we're just gonna all. It's just gonna be so gradual. Have you heard that Jordan Peterson clip when he talks about like how you uh, get people to comply? It's like over time. Over time. Yeah. Like it's grad. Like I'm gonna keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and pushing you until you finally want to fight back, and then I'll stop. Then I'll let it go. But I already made all that progress. I'm going to keep encroaching, encroaching, encroaching. I'm going to stop. I'm just going to keep doing that over and over. And so you realize you're a thousand steps back from where you started. You're in camps with all the other unvaccinated people. And there it is. There's life in the future. All right. I think we should start the podcast. Okay.